Are you ready? Megan? I'm ready. Also, we're matching. <laughs> we're both wearing pink. Hi, pink. pink. Pink girls. Pink girlies. Um. Okay. Ready. Ready. Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hello, Giselle. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. I'm good. It's I'm well. It's Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> you know what's special about today? It is Tuesday, the sec yes. uh, the twenty second of February, twenty twenty two. It's a palindrome. Yes. It's a palindrome week where where it started with the twentieth and it's ending with the 29th. If you if you are in the U.S., because everywhere right. else they do their dates differently, which is probably the right way, but we just decide to do things differently always. Um, so it's a special day. Did you catch the clock at two twenty two? I sadly didn't, <laughs> but every everyone's Instagram story is really reminding me that I should. I know. Did you know that today was 2 2 I mean, at literally everyone, as always, with the way our world works, using the same graphic 100%. To, tell, to tell me that it is that day. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I feel anything special happening to me today, but like maybe it's all happening behind the scenes. It's all yeah, manifesting itself. I have like no idea what it's supposed exciting. to mean, but it better bring good fortune to us. Right. That's, that's all. all I really yep. need. Um, but yes, it is a special day. Um, it is a day like a, not even hangover because we weren't even drunk. No. But it feels like a, a culture hangover. It feels like, a yeah, bit. it feels like a bit of a recovery day. Um, for Definitely. sure. Yesterday was president's day. So mm-hmm. congrats to all who celebrate. Um, and Giselle and I actually didn't have off but we took off because we did something very special last night which if you if you follow either of us on Instagram you will know we went to see Miss Dula Peep on our future nostalgia tour we did and it was I mean spoiler alert it was fucking no it was um it was it was wild I feel like because as we've said before like this album came out either right before or like I think right right I think right in the beginning like maybe like two weeks of, maybe like two weeks in yeah so right in the beginning of the pandemic which very and like which very much obviously this album is called future nostalgia it also makes me nostalgic for that whole period but also what I was thinking about with this album is that like the girlies aren't doing it like Dua in so many ways which we'll get into but also, the girlies, obviously because of COVID, but just can't do it like do it anymore because the rollout of this album pre-pandemic was iconic. Because Don't Start Now, like I, when she played that last night, I, was, I looked at Vera and I was like, do you remember that this song came out like actually like four, three or four years ago, it feels like? And Dua had that blonde mm-hmm. hair and she performed at the Brit Awards. That really was like 2019. Like that was so... Long Literally, ago. Like my girl has been the album. My girl has been the cover of the single. Look at yes, the, the blonde, blonde and the black. Like, it's so wild. It's like a different person, right? And like this was even before she started dating Anwar. This came out because she had just broken up with that other man. Chef, the, she was the dating. one that new rules yeah. is about. Now right? she, 
right? And now she's no longer with Anwar. But like Miss Dua Lipa has had a fucking journey with like similar to Harry Styles in the way that they've been writing one album for like three and a half years. And I don't know if like, honestly, Um, that was probably that was in her plan at all. Right. right, Because like I was looking at the tour dates last night while we were there and like she's on this tour until November. Oh my and god. And basically like there are a few breaks like I think honestly her first big break is in April. There's like she has like 2 weeks off, but then she's not off like for an extended period of time until August. Damn. So she's just go she's just doing these shows and it's all over the fucking place. Like she's going all over the world basically. It's crazy. I mean, it's wild. And I we'll get into like each the songs and how they touched us, but like Really what we, I mean, let's talk about the absolute star power of Dua Lipa because what I, like, I was a Dua fan. Like, obviously, both of us love future nostalgia. And, like, my girl's always turning a look. She's always, like, she She's seems very always nice, giving very a photo fun. Giving a photo dump. Like, but when I say that, like, no one is doing it like Miss Dua Lipa these days, like, she's absolutely eating, demolishing, feasting on the girls. Like, I I, I was really gagged. No. And, like, I have not been that gooped and gagged at a concert in this way in literally years. Because it's different than, like, a concert where you're at a small venue and the girlies are just, like, playing the songs. Like, when I'm talking about this, like, I was comparing it to, like, you know, obviously we just saw Casey, which like we said, like we love, but like she was giving nothing. And then you think about another pop star in this capacity. It's like I saw Ari many years ago, but I saw Ari live when she was performing Thank You Next to her. Which like, and, like we all know. Ari heard, I wasn't even there ab- and I know that absolute, she was giving like yeah. nothing. Absolute light years behind Dua Lipa. Like Miss Dua Lipa was like, I can't really dance, but like I will give you nothing but absolute choreo and i will put my whole fucking pussy in it i'm sorry but like literally my girl went off i was shaking from moment one like from moment one it was a production the the way that like the whole title credits that she had where like all the dancers had their like nicknames up on the you know it was like future nostalgia starring and starring all the dancers and it was like the physical like music kind of like building and building and building no I mean, no, from minute one, and this is the thing about Future Nostalgia, the album, it's an absolute no-skip album. There's not one skip on that album. No, not one. And there was not one skip last night either. Like, I was fully, like, if if people wanted to go to the bathroom, there was not a song to do it with. I mean, I think people oh, went no. during, because I, I was, like, watching people kind of on the floor, like, leave, mm-hmm. and I think people went through, during the Elton song, because it was, like, uh, cold, <laughs> cold heart, heart. but I loved seeing his little face pop up. Me too. Um, Me too. But genuinely, it was, like, she got up there, and she did not take her foot off her our necks for no. an hour and a half, right? Like, and just was going, oh going, going. And, like, honestly, I'm sh- I'm sure a lot of times she was singing to a track, right? Like, a live yeah. like There a was live a, track. a loud back track. There was, and there like, was also times where she, like, fully wasn't singing because she was doing too much choreo. She was, like, singing to a, a track that she had recorded live. But, like, she, when she did give us vocals, which she did, they were great. Okay? I will say yeah, that. She, she absolutely sounded great, looked great. Her dancing was great. She said, absolutely, fuck the haters. And yeah. she, as I texted you this during the concert, 
we maybe as a society collectively owe her a bit of an apology. No, 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 no. 100%. Because I think there like, was a lot of doubt with Miss Dua going on this tour. Uh, that, from us. From us, too. Oh, from us. We'll we were like, it. oh, we'll just go. We'll just go. We love all the songs. Like, we know all the words. We'll have a good ass time. Just like mm-hmm. jamming. Like, maybe she'll give us nothing. Like, no, no, no. I was no. like, like enraptured by her, genuinely. Like, it was. Four outfit changes. Which, like, let's be real, who's doing that these days? Like, I was talking to Vera, because I sat next to Vera, and Meg sat next to Emily, her friend. And, uh, but we were in the same section, because iconic. Like, actually, and, we um, only found out yesterday, though, that I need the, I need yeah. the listeners to know that, like, <laughs> Emily and I got our tickets. <laughs> and I don't even, like, then Vera and Giselle were like, by the way, we got tickets to do it. And I was like, great, like, cool. We couldn't miss and it. And then yesterday, we got brunch, of course. And, um... We were at the Odeon looking for celebrities. We didn't see any. And um, Rude. we realized that we were in the same exact section, which is fucking wild. Sensational. Because that that stadium is huge. It's huge. It's it's really It's crazy. actually magical. Fate. Fate. The Wink Saga. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, like she gave us four fucking outfit changes. All absolutely iconic. Um, like really let's dig into it. Like who's doing this? I'm like the last time I feel like I saw a show like this was Enigma. Obviously Gaga's on like a whole nother level, but like, even so like Miss Dua, regardless, without vocals was giving the girls like runs for their money. Like she's in the leagues for me, performance artist wise with these girls. And she can't even dance that well. No. But you know what I but saw she on that stage? Hard fucking work. Dua Lipa saw your comments on fucking yeah. TikTok and she said, fuck you. As you yeah. said, Meg, fuck the haters. And she got in that fucking studio. She sat with her choreographer and she said, let's fucking yeah. go. And I respect that. Absolutely. I mean, the rollerbladers. Oh, my God. The way that like there was oh my so God. many little like little interludes and everything like the the video, the video effects, like the, the stage. It was just it was constantly surprising. She, yes. It was constantly dynamic and changing and like truly grasped grasped my attention right and also i feel like she's low-key taking notes from the girls too like as you were saying with the merch and even some of like the graphics and stuff giving very gaga giving giving very chromatica but then with the dancers the rollerbladers that you said and also the way she was like treating her dancers gave me very Beyonce vibes with like, remember those two twins that she Mm -hmm. had that Beyonce worked with like during the like run the world era. Um, Like I loved that. Like I loved that we were like having the dancers, having special talents, giving like the fucking one, two, three count, giving power strut, giving diva. Um, No, it was, it was, it was really something out there for me. Like every, every song. No, the absolute like iconicity of the set list too. Like I said, like not a single skip. Not a single moment. The way it where, the way it went. Yeah, too. like I'm just gonna read it. So she starts with physical, and then we go new rules, love again, cool, pretty please, break my heart. Uh, yes, absolutely not taking her foot off our necks the entire time, right? And then we yeah. get a little slow down with be the one, where she like kind Which of interacted with the audience a bit. She had us sing like back to her. Uh, yeah, I was like, love we're doing that. the work for you, Dua, but I, I love you, so it's okay. <laughs> then we did a little um, dance interlude with the rollerblade people too. We did. Um, I don't give a fuck, which I kind of wish she sang, but yeah, yeah I'm glad yeah. it got acknowledged. Then we okay. had a little second act where it's like, we're good, good in bed, 
fever and boys will be boys. And boys will oh, be boys. Oh, my girl was belting boys she will be boys. She wanted to have her Celine Dion moment, her she like did. Ballad. Boys will be, boys will be. I was like, yes. Boys will be boys. <laughs> but yes, yeah, but I was fully like, us. but girls will be women. But girls will be women. <laughs> <laughs> like, go off to a... Then we get another little, oh, then we get like the dance one where she's like in the front of the stage and there's like, I thought she was going to go up in the, in the floating stage earlier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they fully did like a club kind of thing where it was like they were under this floating stage. Didn't they give us some Gwen Stefani? Like, yes, there was like a breakdown. um, When was that? Was that during, was that during, um, after Boys Will Be Boys? We've, that was like moving in. She transitioned out of. She transitioned out of the sparkly uh, outfit with one shoulder to the black black little yes. yoga jacket moment with the pink tights, but then unveiled to a bra. Yes. Then we got yeah. one kiss into electricity, which like. Wow. Wow. Club hits. Giving us wow. range, honestly. Miss then Lipa. we got hallucinate. Then we got a little sit down moment. Cold heart. We had Elton John up under the projector. Elton on the stage. I yeah, love that great. she did that, though, because when, when artists too. tour and they have collab songs, and they kind of like either sing the other verse themselves or like skip it completely. I mean, I really hate it when they skip it completely because I'm like, yeah, she did that with the fever. Song yeah, too. she that had the um, yeah. I think Latina artist on there. Right. Yeah. And then we got levitating on the floating wow. stage. That outfit in the black. Yeah. The black sequin, like sheer bodysuit. I, I absolutely just can't believe she looks so good. Beyond. The Mugler moment. I was like, Beyond. holy shit. Bitch. And levitating was you fucking good. transcendent. It was, it hit so hard because as you know, all the listeners of the podcast know, we famously loved the pop stars do a leap into baby version of that song. Yes. And we, we have stopped we listening did. to it because we don't like to baby. Right. But honestly, she elevated it. It was great. It was oh. fucking great. Yes, she did. She elevated. And then her encore was Future Nostalgia and Don't Start Now, which honestly, yes. and Vera said this last night, and I kind of agree, Future Nostalgia was a peak of the show, even though it was the encore. Wow, it hit harder than I thought no, it's it like ever would. It's like the way she did like her little dance break. She was like thrusting and like yeah, her head was going every which way. And then Don't Start Now was so fucking iconic. Like It was iconic. Absolutely strutting across the stage. And doing her yeah. little what? and doing her little dance move that the internet made fun of her for, where she's just standing there and shaking her shoulders yes. and her hips, and she did it. <laughs> she honored her. She honored her past. She, she honored did. her legacy. She did. Um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite moment? I know we talked about a couple, but yes, I really obviously cool is my favorite song on the album, which was funny because I felt like no one around me knew the lyrics. Oh, but, I know you guys have um, a bad crowd. We had a dad had right a behind us one. who was maybe the biggest Lipa stand on the planet. And I am so happy for him be. because he lived his best life last night. I yep. love that. You no, know, it was like, it was amazing. Cool was a moment for me because I fucking love that mm-hmm. song. Um, and then I really, really felt Boys Will Be Boys because the outfit was amazing. And then when she came out in that fucking black Mugler outfit, I literally lost my goddamn mind. I was like not It okay. took her a minute to and get into it. everyone around me knew. Yeah, there she I respect that yeah. though. Like make us wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the for the, the levitating fifth, the levitating like, intro was long. It was very long. It was, <laughs> it was long. long. I was like when when do I? But when she came out then finally she delivered. So 
Um, I, I, what was your favorite? Obviously, Levitating, I which you've been on a, num- a day one day stand one of Levitating. levitating stand, yes. I feel like you're a hallucinate girl. I'm too, a bit of you? a hallucinate girly, but I also yeah, I had that. like a late, later renaissance with future nostalgia. So that was like, yeah, I love well, that. Um, but I also, I really love Love Again, which was like early yeah. in the show, but slayed me. And then, break my heart when it came on it was yes. again kind of earlier in the show but i was like holy shit like that was when i was kind of like oh no wait there's no sitting down there's no skips like this is going to be like this is balls to the wall like start to finish she went in iconic oh yes also um the you know like drinking and cocaine oh yeah that song fucking went off too um which is also like her fucking like what's it called advanced version um extended or like the extended album even that slap why can't we what's why can't we i don't know deluxe 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 thank you oh my god deluxe even her deluxe album yes we're good we're good was so and going right into good good, thank you and a couple of times like she fully went right into other songs like the the kind of arrangement just slightly changed the chord progression and like it fully felt so seamless going from song to song like truly like this like the production of this was like you can just tell it was like agonized over like this wasn't thrown together yeah it was absolutely like meticulously planned. yeah do us and i do his team is absolutely like it's just crazy it's like i mean honestly good for Dua though because like obviously she could she's an a blue, an easy blueprint, right? She's fucking stunning. Right. She like can. She's a clothing hanger. She looks good right. in everything she puts on, and she seems genuinely kind of nice. And she has an accent. So like, literally, if you can just Long somehow Island. hold the tunes, <laughs> she kept being literally. like, "Literally, Long, Long Island, how you feeling?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like. So the fact that like her team has like done what they've done, like, I mean, it's really something to be marvelled no. at. Like we're just like I said. We're just not getting pop stars like the like this these days, and it's really refreshing, honestly, to see. And I, I mean, really I also it. think like it's like we have been obviously Harry was so monumental in our lives, yeah. um, but like we said, like we really, you know, we were on this podcast like two weeks ago saying how much fun we had at Casey and everything. But, like, I walked out and I was like, that just blew Casey Musgraves out of the water. You know what I mean? It's what you, you pay for. Put, you like, don't that's put what them you pay really for. on the same level necessarily or, or in the same kind of sphere. But also because yeah. Casey has kind of moved more into, like, pop away from country a little bit. It's like the the difference in effort level, the difference in, like, what Casey Musgraves put together. Like, yeah, she put together a set list and then she had a few little bits that she did and that was it. She just... I'm like, Walk Casey, back and forth across you the could stage. be giving me, you're not dancing, which is fine. You don't dance, but can I get a sparkly fucking uh, sequin suit? Can I An get another change. dress? Can An I get change. one outfit change? Can I get, can I get anything? Can I get you with the sparkly fucking guitar? Can the guitar light on fire? Can you get, can you give me anything right. standing in that fucking it's spot? Like, because if you're not, if you're not giving me Adele vocals, you can't stand no, in one spot. I'm 100%. sorry. It's, I'm no, sorry. it's absolutely true. It's absolutely hundred percent true. And like, and do knows she's not going to give Adele vocals. Life. So she's fucking dancing and prancing around the stage. No, and it's like with Casey, it's like she does that thing basically every show now and I see it on TikTok. And yes, I know Harry Styles did the same exact bits every fucking show, right? But we got a new outfit every show. We got a new show. outfit every show. We got new people in the audience and new little jokes, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Casey It's Musgraves, also Harry Styles. He puts on Casey a fucking Musgraves show. Like pulls out that scroll and is like, which song? And it's the same four songs every show. And I'm like, do you not have any more covers in your arsenal, Casey? 
because she's, she's doing dreams by Fleetwood Mac every show. Like we're lucky we got nine uh, to five, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it just it just shows like the preparation level, the rehearsal, the rehearsal, the like, the budget. Um, and I mean, who knows? Like maybe yeah, maybe I mean, Casey Musgraves didn't have the same budget as Dua, but um, make your millions, Dua. On. Honestly, you no, deserve. I mean you deserve. I'm sorry, she's gonna make. If you're gonna put that show on for a year, because that took effort. Like 100%. you were sweating, my sis. My sis burned. 500,000 calories that night more 10,000 she is going like I I couldn't even believe um no she was amazing she was really something that was our gush session of Dua Lipa like if you have not put respect on her name yet everyone like and and this is Dua Lipa in in absolutely in in. sorry Casey out do it Casey Musgraves tour out tour out um But honestly, yeah, Dua Lipa just absolutely kind of blew me away last night. And I'm so glad that we went. And honestly, if you're in New York or if you're anywhere where she hasn't come yet or is coming, like, I would definitely recommend getting tickets. I would highly endorse it. I honestly would like to go see it again. (laughs) Same. It was a fucking Um, fun show. And yeah, so that's that. It was amazing. Thank you, Dua, for a sensational night. (laughs) You've just been um, so wonderful. Thank you so much. So wonderful. I'm Dua Lipa. Okay. Literally. <laughs> I, amazing. Got, and I got merch. Megan, I got, got the, the same, same merch. We did get the same shirt. Um, and it's super Iconic. cute. And yeah, I'm happy with it. Same. Okay. Well, um, so let's, I mean, I, we have another thing on here that I see that Meg has always crafted and it's Dixie D'Amelio opening for Big Time Rush. Yes. And if, since we're on the topic of tours and I have, I've already talked about the Big Time Rush situation because as I've told you many times, Meg, I was a fucking stan mm-hmm. because and you know in, I was in high too. school. Yes. And as was Meg. And I definitely like stood in line at the fucking like record store and had them sign my fucking big time rush thing, went to their show at the state fair and like watched the show on Nickelodeon, like all the things. But the thing about big time rush, which is really sad these days is that we can't actually stand anymore because Carlos is literally all right. And yeah, kind of like it's not the tea. It's upsetting actually. Yeah. And it's like, I get people are like, you can separate it, but like, do I want to and do I need to? Well, it's, it's like, we don't need to buy tickets to for their tour. Age, right, right. Like age, like age 27, like, is it that important to me? Like, not as much as it used right. to be. And then my point on this Dixie D'Amelio thing, which I think I've mentioned before, is like, there's just to me, like, no longevity in TikTok stardom because like, I literally have not heard the words Dixie D'Amelio in like, no, months. I'm like, did her <laughs> and Noah break up? I keep literally like Charlie. Out. Also, what's going on? Where where are the girls? Like, couldn't tell you. And I know that I'm like not. I'm like well, not. Maybe in it's just that like world. we've been freed from the from like the TikToks to do with them. You know. I guess, but even like with stardom, like there was a point where Addison Ray and like the Demilios and like these TikTok people, like Tabitha Brown, all these TikTok people were like the zeitgeist like they were getting so much like even on e-news you'd see like dixie d'amelio did this charlie d'amelio did this but i really feel like this idea of like or that bella porch girl remember yeah. like i i feel like tiktok stardom is just so fickle and also like it i don't know do you feel that yeah, way like, i definitely i'm thinking about it and i'm thinking about like what my for you page is 
on TikTok now. Yeah. Because um, I kind of rarely go to my following. Sometimes I will just to see what's going on um, with some of the people that I haven't seen in a bit. But I'll say I think my For You page is like four things, right? It's like recipes, but like that would be like cooking influencers, right? It's yeah. um, Marvel people talk and like people talking about movies. Mm-hmm. It's um, influencers. Same. It's like influencers who I now like will go and like follow on Insta, right? To like go back to that yeah. kind of original influencer situation. So it's like I, I get like very soothing vlogs, like da- daily vlogs of like influencers writing their or uh, lighting their candles, writing in their journal, yeah. um, going for walks. It's like truly so low energy and low mean, like low maintenance. Um, and then wait, what was the fourth thing? I can't even remember. But very much oh and like celebrities like celebrity news so yeah. like my for you page is all like tom and zendaya right which yeah. we had talked about but like mine's fucking euphoria like, and euphoria and truly like very much euphoria so like i would lump that kind of like tv stuff as well in with like tv yeah. movies like scenes from tv and movies right like fully like full scenes right. um and like Genuinely, like, people just gushing over Tom and Zendaya in New York last week, going to the Rangers game, wearing each other's jerseys, like, walking out of the, going to the screening, looking fucking fantastic, right? People just, like, over and over again, that kind of thing. So, it's so much less about the TikTok personality, unless you're, like, an influencer who has a following that feels very, like, organic to what influencing was when it was just on Instagram. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think I actually think that's an amazing point because I fully agree with you in that. It's like I think the the big personalities on TikTok, like I actually really try to stray away from these days. Like even Victoria Paris, I'm like I can't watch these videos. Like I actually find myself loving the niche of like, you know, up even up to like 100k followers because we all know people get followers right, fast just so on TikTok. Easy. But like fully the daily vlogs, like I'm like obsessed. Right. I'm like I want to watch a regular person be fucking regular. Or like what am I wearing like, today? Right? I know. Like we yeah. It's like why I love YouTube. And 100%. like why YouTube has had longevity for me for it's all the these influencer years. Influencer circle that will like never be broken because for whatever reason we as human beings are just fascinated by what people are doing, like normal people, like yeah. with their day kind of thing. And so like I love seeing what people are wearing and like what new outfits they got and like hauls and they do that on tiktok now and that goes back to like youtube which went to instagram which went to tiktok but which now is coming right back around to youtube because all these tiktoks influencers are on youtube now right and i also think it's just i mean you know i've talked about on because we've had a couple fashion weeks on this Mm -hmm. podcast at this point like cycles and it, even now, like, I feel like I used to get super bad FOMO about it because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in this industry. Like, I want to be at all these events. Mm-hmm. But even, like, this time on TikTok, I was just like, no tea, shit, no shade. But I'm like, I'm so tired of, like, watching people be fake. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because I know. And it was funny because I had an event with a ton of editors and they were, I was like, oh, are you guys going to Fashion Week? You right. Know? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, so who's going to Fashion Week? And it's just like. I don't know. It just feels all so performative. Like we're all trying to perform this like that girl, that guy lifestyle. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, and maybe it's just because real life is just more exciting than this idea of trying to perform it. You know, I I, I feel like maybe I'm in that era with like Instagram, with TikTok, all of it. Like, and, and, and I'm just like, I'm appreciating and liking the bigger distinct, distinguishing factor whatever between like actual celebrity and like 
smaller influencer. Right. Like, I feel like I, I have the capacity, like, as we're sitting here to talk about Tom and Zendaya or, like, to talk about all these bigger people. But, like, when it comes to these, like, smaller people, I'm, like, I literally, like, just can't even be involved in your life because, like, it's too much. Right. Um, and it just feels so, like, I don't know, maybe because we live here, too, but... All of that from Dixie D'Amelio opening for Big Time Rush, but I think just like with the Dixie D'Amelio thing, I'm like, okay. Like, no, I'm I mean, like, like, what do we talk about? Like, what are you? Our, do- what's who's our favorite YouTuber, right? Like, um, in common, Essay, S- right? Yeah, Essay, yeah. And we love her, and we've watched her for like years now. At this point, I mean, you've watched her longer than I have, but I've watched her for years at this point. So yeah, like. Basically, she wasn't doing YouTube videos for, like, a couple months. And everyone was yeah. like, where are the YouTube videos, Estee? And then she posted a video of her doing nothing. But I also right. loved it, right? Because also at the same, same time, yeah, she did a few, like, product highlights or whatever. But it wasn't constantly, like, an ad. It wasn't constantly trying to sell us something. It actually feels a little bit like her real life. And, like, you're, like, seeing a glimpse of, like, who she is. Rather than, like, these bigger exactly. people who are, like, it's constantly trying to shell something. Like, constantly for the views, for, like, the, you know. Yeah. It just feels so much more like that. I mean, it's it's all the same, but at the same, but the way people go about it and the kind of level of fame definitely changes the vibe of it. Yeah. I'm also, like, Big Time Rush, like, you can only Speaking get, of Big I mean, Time I Rush. Guess, I'm not sure... Literally, I'm like, what's worse? Like, Dixie opening for Big Time Rush or Big Time Rush having Dixie open for them? Do you know I what know. I mean? Like, what's what's more like... Ooh. I guess in this like, way, though, Dixie D'Amelio is trying to cement her, like, fame or her put her mark on the world outside of TikTok. Right. I'm like, Big Time Rush? Like, is that your audience, though? Like, I'm just like... I feel like people going to the Big Time Rush concert are like... Age, people yeah, age. literally. That's why it also feels like a disconnect. But, like, I mean, once again, go off, Dixie D'Amelio. You know, I I do hope somehow that you can solidify your fame if this is what you want. Um, but I just am not subscribed. No, absolutely That's kind of how I yeah. feel. Same with Big Time Rush. Like, go off, boys, oh but, like, not for me. No, the Forever Tour, we will not be there ever. I'm like, let it go, though. <laughs> You're not the Jonas Brothers. I'm you sorry. You will never be the Jonas Brothers. You will I'm never sorry. even be the DNC. DNC. It's so coming out on Friday. I was just about to say. Okay, I'm like, yeah. I was like, where is that, Joe? He, he posted like a TikTok yesterday, and he was like, it's coming out. Speaking of Joe, though, congrats to Joe and Sophie because they're having another baby. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> I don't know. If, like, <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of TikToks about this, and people in the comments are like, we shouldn't be commenting on women's bodies. Sophie Turner is pregnant. Okay. They the the paparazzi photos are from that paparazzi like agency or whatever or, or company where it's like you they call the paparazzi on themselves. So this is their way of announcing yeah. that she's pregnant, basically, because yes. she's cradling her baby bump at, at risk of I sounding mean, like People magazine. <laughs> but that is what's happening. Yeah. So yeah. I mean their baby's gonna be two in the summer, I guess. I guess. Um, breaking, I mean, we're talking about this. I haven't actually read it. I just got an e-news alert about it, but something, apparently Rosie O'Donnell said something to Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jones. <gasps> Did you see this? Breaking news on I Am Screaming. Rosie O'Donnell apologizes to Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jones after awkward dinner run-in. Oh, no. Um. So I said, hi, Nick Jonas. You were great in Kingdom. Uh, noting that Noting then that she addressed Priyanka, hi, I know your dad. She goes, you do? Who's my dad? 
And she, I go, Deepak? And she goes, no, Chopra is a common name. Rosie, who emphasized the moment with the shrieking motion, continued, I felt so embarrassed. Didn't you think that Nick Jonas was married to Deepak Chopra's daughter? Am I the only one who thought that? Oh, no. Also, her, da- her dad is not alive. No, he's like, not. That's like that's like something and that... she talks about it Because often. she has, like, daddy's little girl tattoo. If, yeah, if you like, know anything about Priyanka Chopra, you know that her dad is no longer with us. Like, I, I'm almost right? like... <laughs> what? So, like, that's already, like, okay. And then, like, not you racially, like... Literally. Profiling this Like, person. the people like, at the Super Bowl. Literally. Like, okay, goodbye. Not that. I mean, justice for... Justice, justice for fucking... Yeah. Chopra and I hope that their that baby moment. is doing well. I wonder if... I know. I mean, they... they they told us about her, but they're not going to tell us anything about else about her, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what her name is. Hopefully we'll learn soon. I feel like... Um, um, I kinda, I'm kind of like, like with Nick and Priyanka, I've come, I've absolutely come oh. to a, a term. I've come to terms. I'm settled. I, I feel like it's what's supposed to be is will be. Literally, <laughs> like go with God. Let go and let God. Go with God. Absolutely. Um, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Um, random, but I, I just had my Instagram for you page open. Um, guess who is still together? Dylan Sprouse and Barbara Palvin. Uh, are they? I mean, first of all, the Sprouse brothers like came and went. Oh, I know the way Cole um, Sprouse is like used to be so in the consciousness and now he's just absolutely gone. He Lily Reinhardt said, yeah, literally. Um, I feel like honestly, all the Riverdale people are like not unconscious anymore. I mean, KJ Appa has a whole baby, so it's euphoria now. Um, but really, I love that for them. I feel like I've watched some of their like uh, little couple videos that they've done, and I've liked them. I always liked Dylan. Well, no, I used to like Cole when I was younger, but then in my adult life, I liked Dylan. Right. It feels like one of those things, though. Yeah. It's uh, definitely. But I'm like, what is Barbara? What is Barbara Palvin even doing? These days? I guess she's like, a model. I literally. <laughs> I'm like with all those girlies who were like Victoria's Secret models. Like, what happened to them? You know what I Again, mean? Again, like, what are they like, doing these days? Maybe it's just us, and we're just so focused on other things. But truly, like even Gigi Hadid, I'm like, where are you? What's going on with <laughs> you? What happened with? with no, Yolanda? that was like, that was wild. That moment was so wild. Apparently, to me. they've been sudden, spotted with the baby, but they're like not together anymore. <sighs> Absolutely scary. Also, it's really funny, Ari the Hadids. That like one clip on TikTok I always see of Bella oh. like faking a French accent, oh, yeah. faking a it's French a accent. Chic, <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's like oh, you're from Lord. California. <laughs> it's so funny. Um... Speaking of more celebrities, as we just barrel yeah. through the more celebrity-facing things that we have on this list, <laughs> like in absolutely, I know, exactly I, I know that people are gonna for. think, I know people are gonna think that this is controversial coming from me because yes, I do indeed work with a lot of celebrity-led brands, but <laughs> um, enough, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know, Scarlett Johansson is coming out with a skin care line and my, my here's my take on it because as once again as someone who works in PR and also works on a lot of uh celebrity led brands uh you can I mean like first of all Scarlett Johansson just in it all in all is just like a pro- sometimes problematic person for me so like that's one thing for you for the world 
for the world. Um, I definitely like have, I believe that a lot of the people, you know, have, I, I think that a lot of these celebrities think that they're like really doing something. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and I also think it sucks for a lot of people who probably had these ideas in the works like a long time ago, but like every celebrity was doing that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like at this point it's been like a race to the clock. Like I feel like I, I know Scarlett has been, this has been in her. Yeah. This has been in the works like, for a minute. Like in her realm for a yeah. while. Um, so like, for example, like God love Harry Styles. Like I love him so much, <laughs> but like truly pleasing. I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I heard about pleasing. Maybe when I begged flop. for PR, even though I said that it was a flop. So cool. An absolute um, flop. Four, four nail polish colors and some fucking eye serum. What? And then people were like um, fully on Dumois. Like, is there going to be a pleasing Super Bowl commercial? I'm like, do you know how much Super Bowl commercials cost? Like Harry Styles is rich, but right. like, let's be serious here. Harry Styles is filming fucking uh, Eternals 5. Like, he, <laughs> he, he, he literally is not caring about the next pleasing drop. Like, I do think, like, I've, we've always said this, like, Miss Gomez is a great example of someone who is, like, doing the damn yeah. thing with Rare Beauty. Um, also, like, love, God love Ariana Grande, but, like, what's it even called? R.A.M. Beauty? R.A.M. Beauty, which was teased Haven't for heard a decade. damn thing. A decade that was teased for. Another person I think is doing a good job, Halsey. Yeah. I, like, I feel like I hear a lot about about face beauty randomly. But, yeah, so I think some celebrities, like, are made for it and are really good at it and actually wait, have a passion wait, for it. Wait, I'm sorry. Pause for a second. Did you just say about face beauty? Is that the name of Halsey's? Yeah. Because I'm looking at Scarlett Johansson's skincare brand's Instagram. It's called The Outset, right? What does that even mean? Um, but the, they're opening, uh, I guess there's a feature in Vogue in March. Of course. And the headline is About Face. Ah! I want Halsey's team to Justice come. Justice for Halsey! Correct. Justice for Halsey! Justice for Halsey. For I don't even care about Halsey, but justice no, for No, genuinely. Her. The reason I saw this today, too. Does Scarlett Johansson have an Instagram? She doesn't. The reason I saw this is because on comments by celebs, they posted mm-hmm. the comment that Colin Jost, a.k.a. Mr. Scarlett Johansson, left on the mm-hmm. post of, like, her face. Have you seen this? Oh, no. And it says, yeah. is this the best way to contact you? I'm starting a similar brand called, quote, part of a face. And I would love to use this photo. Thanks. He's, like, making fun of the fact that it's just, like, half her face or whatever. Right. I'm and like, that's how I saw it. Wait. And then I went to the account and some of the, <laughs> the, the tagline seems to be the start of you. Clean and effective skincare to elevate your everyday founded by Scarlett Johansson and Kate Foster. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think this Kate Foster woman's probably really putting right, in the yeah. work. Um, and I think that's actually a really smart move to have, like, if you're a celebrity that's going to be a part of a brand, like, honestly, I think it's really smart to have a co-founder or, like, you know, have someone else that's along there with you who can do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to, like, foundering, right? right? Like, I think that's a very smart, strategic way to go about things. Um, and I also think a celebrity brand is, as strong as it's PR team. Honestly, like, I really think that's, like, true because a lot of times those are the people who are making the fucking messaging. Like, um, there's obviously a lot of celebrities who are super involved, but, you know, I just think, you know, and I'm screaming 
hot take, you know, take <laughs> hot take is that a lot of times that these celebrities have great ideas, but it's going to have to go through like a hundred people. Right. So exactly. I mean, like, you can have a hundred people in the room, but who's going to have the better I mean, idea? This is That's the thing, the tea. because it's like, what am, am I supposed to remember tomorrow that this is what Scarlett Johansson skincare brand is called? The outset? Right. Because like you said, what does right. that mean? And then there's these like three, like quote Instagrams and it says, return to the essential, do more with less. Find freedom in the uncomplicated, the ease of simplicity, fostering new beginnings for people and planet. Like, none of that means anything. Yeah, when you sent it to me, I watched her little, like, 30-second spot. And, like, once again, this is why I'm saying, like, so much of, like, when I work with brands are, like, it's, like, if I can't relay exactly what this brand means to someone in five words or less then, like, we have absolutely done the wrong right. thing. Like, like, what does that even mean, ScarJo? Right. I couldn't, like, what, it, well, so what's your skincare doing for me? Right. Like, and, what okay. is it doing? I guess at what the purpose top, is it solving? It's, like, clean and effective skincare to elevate your everyday. How does that distinguish you, though, from any other, first of all, I'm like, skincare simple skincare brands. is doing that exact thing. <laughs> first of all, other skincare brands. Second of all, other celebrity skincare brands. Like, yeah. it's just so You gotta have a point of differentiation. And, like... Because it's Scarlett Johansson, it has, like, 32,000 followers, the account, so far. And they just, you know, like, did their first post um, two days ago. But, like, those are all people who just followed it. Because they're like, oh, Scarlett Johansson. And she's not on Instagram. So maybe this will be Scarlett Johansson content. But, like, they're going to forget about it. And it's not going to be, like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know what, what I'm talking about. And you know better about it. But it's just... We agree. So, ah, silly. Yeah, silly. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 no secret. Like celebrities are going to keep coming out with brands, and some will succeed, some will fail. And the thing about it, it's like they'll move on right. regardless, right? Like sometimes they're bringing really awesome things to the market, and like obviously those are the brands I hope to work on and do work on. And you know, some aren't, and that's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I feel. A hundred percent. We'll see, Miss Garjo. We'll see. We will. We'll see. see the returns. The ROI. What's what's happening? We will. We will be checking in. <laughs> um, okay, I guess before we dive into kind of more shows, we just have like, mm-hmm. uh, there's not much to say about this. The Queen has COVID. I mean, that feels absolutely dark, f- no. But I guess like she's vaxxed, right? Like, I, I believe guess. she's vaxxed. Yes, um, but she also is like 94. And has not been in good health recently. So I, I know there's like a lot of jokes on the internet. Obviously, we don't ever want to joke about anyone dying. But there is literally, she wasn't seen for like the last couple of months of 2021. And she usually is like always like doing certain events and stuff. So um, people on the internet have made jokes that like she's already dead and they're doing um, Weekend at Bernie's basically. But she's not. No. She's obviously not. Um, right. But there's been like changes recently, just like a short little blurb, basically that. And I've I feel like I've kind of told you about this before, maybe about how like her son Charles is going to be king after her. But he's married to Camilla, Camilla, who was his mistress when he was married to Princess Diana. Right. And now he's married to her. He's been married to her for like a while now. But basically she wasn't supposed to be called like queen consort when they be- when he became king because she was like his second wife, I guess, or whatever. Um, but the queen has like now the queen herself like was like she's going to be queen when I you know like when my son becomes king or whatever like when I die basically 
So lots of like preparations being made almost for the queen to die, which is going to be like a huge fucking deal. So she, I mean, I feel like she's been ruling for a thousand. No, forever. I mean, she wants to make it. I think it's seventy five years or whatever, and or seventy years or something. Am I making that up? No, I'm not. I think it's like 70, 70 years in June or something. Wow. So I think she's just trying to hold on until that. Good luck, girly. I wish I you, wish all you the luck. swift recovery from COVID. Same. And um, yeah, let's hit that milestone. Let's do that. <laughs> um, literally, like not saying. Anything. I mean, there's nothing to say other than just the four words: the queen has COVID. No, but like, but I, I somehow like, found I, a way to I, say I something about it. So. And I appreciate that. I'm just saying I don't want to say anything that could in way, any way, shape, or form feel as though we're cursed because we're not. We wish her <laughs> we all the best. We wish her all the best. <laughs> um, we want her to live. Okay. I feel like maybe we should go into – we should leave our favorite topic for last. Yes. Go into Love is Blind season two, which finally I'm watching. Yes. And you are obviously watching. Yes. I'm completely caught up now. So obviously we'll like keep spoilers um, tight lipped, um, at least yes. at least for like the last couple episodes, because I know you're like maybe like four in, right, or so. Yeah, I basically know all the engagements. Right. Like we haven't gotten to the island yet, but, but we it's hap- we things are, are happening. Things are. I mean, this is the thing about Love Is Blind, is that like they put so much on the, the idea of like fall in love without ever seeing each other, right? And, like, the time in the pods is, like, apparently 10 days in, like, real time. Okay. But on the show, it's, like, two episodes of the, like, right. 10 or 9 or whatever we get. So it feels like a very short amount of time. And then it's, like, then they see each other. It's and fast. it's super fast, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, Love is Blind first came out in, like, February I- of 2020, I guess. Like, right before yeah. COVID. Um, so at first, and I think we talked about this on like last week or the week before or whatever, that like, it felt a little bit daunting to, to watch Love is Blind again, because it was something that we experienced kind of before like COVID and it feels like of a different era, but, um, I sat myself down and I started watching it and then I couldn't stop because it is just addicting. It is. I mean, literally I told you this, Tim was like, what's this Love is Blind show? I was like. Good question. What is this love is blind? Oh, good show? question. And now he's hooked too because it just fucking hooks you in. Right. I was I was at it's, home. It's absurd. I was at home and I was watching with my mom and she only was watching like the last couple of episodes, like six, seven, and eight or whatever with me. And she goes, Wait, so what is this on? And I was like, Netflix. And she was like, Okay. She's like, Good, because I'm gonna need to know how it ends. <laughs> right? Like Literally. you have to know. And so yeah, I mean absolutely just some sinister couples some sinister people on this show this season i mean where to even begin i know and i'm also wondering i'm like how what are the days structured as like how how long i know you're telling me it's 10 days but like are they spending like 12 of the hours of that day like talking to different people in the pods like because I, I kind of feel like they're obviously because they have storylines, but they're always talking to the same person. Right. But they also like when they come out then and when they finally socialize them, like they, they have like a little party when they're in Mexico and then they have you'll see like a beach party when they get back to Chicago because that's where they're all from this season. Um, but I'm like, you definitely were spending they were definitely spending like time with each other because they kind of know each other. Right. 
And then they right. have these like other favorites that they had or like friends that they made in the pods. But like, I would appreciate kind of like a timestamp of like day three. Yeah. Like whatever, like this time or whatever, because <laughs> I see them posting all posting on social media. Cause I've been stalking all of them trying to figure out who's, in, who's still together. Right. And, um, they're talking about like different dates that they had in the pods that we like never got to see. So it's like, I know they have to focus on, you know, the relationships that actually end up happening. But also, I mean, we yeah. talked about this yesterday. They're getting shit because, like, all of, like, anyone who's not, like, a size six, yeah. you know, like, whatever, got basically no screen. got no screen time. And there were other... And they tried to they tried to fake it like they were going to get right. screen time in, in the, the beginning. In the beginning, that was, like... And that's what they showed in the previews and everything, right? So... Mm-hmm. um yeah, and they, they said there were other engagements other than, like, I guess the six that we've seen. And, like... Yeah, I saw there were two other ones. I think E! News did a yeah. post about it. Yeah, so just very weird the way that the screen time all nets out. Um, yeah, and I very. definitely... I mean, like, I don't know if I would dedicate more time to it, but I feel like maybe they do, like, less... Couple, I don't know. But I guess they can't stop that many couples from getting engaged if they want to, if they include them in the experiment. What a wild concept. Absolutely wild. I mean, there's just so many concepts like this, though. Like, I mean, this isn't even... I don't even think this is as crazy, then, as, like, married at first sight. Yeah, that's or true. Or, like, 90, I mean, like, I guess 90 Day Fiance would be a more sophisticated version of Love is Blind. Yeah. So that's kind of the progression there. But... Yeah, there's a couple of couples. There's a couple of couples. There's Shake and Deep D. Yes. Who both of them are Indian and both of them have confessed that like they'd never, they'd only dated white people before. So this is like their first partner that's like also Indian. Um, Right. And you will see how that unfolds. Um, Yeah. Then there's. You've seen all all the engaged couples, right? Yeah. So then we have Shane and uh, Natalie, who <laughs> yeah. are just chaos. chaos. And then there was, like, Shayna, who was in a love triangle with them. Who I, I hate. We hate Shayna. We hate Shayna. Um, she's And awful. Shayna got engaged to Kyle, even though he's an atheist and she's, like, a full-blown, like, like, <laughs> in, like very, very intense Christian. Um, yeah, which I'm also no, like, how would you even know that from the beginning? Because she was not giving that energy. Not and all at all. She's like, I'm religious. It's like she's like, like and I don't believe in evolution. So obviously, yeah, oh my God. that was such a bold statement to make. On don't believe in science. And and Kyle was like, huh, oh my God. And then the next day he was like, I don't care though. I'm gonna propose to her. No, Kyle was dumb. It Absolutely. was giving me what's that guy from last season? T. Um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Who was with the blonde girl? Jessica. Oh, Mark. But then Mark ended up being, like, kind of sinister because he, like, was hooking up with that other girl from the show at the beginning of COVID, and she has an autoimmune disease, and he was, like, seeing other people and lying to her about it, and then he, like, got another girl pregnant. Now he has had his second kid. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. (sighs) Yeah. We have Shane and Natalie, Shana and Kyle. There's Mallory and Sal. Sal, who keeps he he continuously cannot stop playing the ukulele, and it's absolutely the most fucking annoying when, thing. When Mallory chose Sal because he played that ukulele, I was like, over Jared, yeah. 
And then yeah. we have Jared and Ayana want the best for Ayana. Only only good things for her. She's so sweet. I don't know. If but I don't know it. if we're getting it. But they are together. <laughs> and then we have uh, what's the 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 first couple? Oh movies. my God, Nick and Danielle. Yeah. Which was giving Lauren and Cameron vibes, who are like the mm-hmm. most successful couple from the last season. We also have Amber and Barnett, who are still somehow married. Right. I feel like it's just too much of an inconvenience for them to get divorced, so they're still together. Um, <laughs> but they have become, and you'll see this as you progress through the rest of the episodes, an absolute train wreck. Like, they were, like, all good in the pods, and then the minute they got out, her anxiety and insecurities have just... And he's not he does not help at all, because I don't like him, and I don't think that he's, like, would be a good partner to her. Um Oh, I'm so excited to keep and watching. Yeah, I hope, uh, I hope that she is in therapy for sure. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> um, well, definitely. Hopefully, by the time the finale comes out, which is next week, right? it's on Friday. Oh yeah. So Tim and I will power through, and then we can talk about the finale next week. Yay! I can't wait to see who gets engaged or who gets married. <laughs> is it Literally. this isn't The Bachelor? Also, please clap for me because I haven't watched The Bachelor in like four weeks. Oh, girl. I am, as you know, I am so out of that universe. I watched the episode where Hillary Duff was on it because I love her. But, um, oh, yes. Other than that, completely dissociated from the Bachelor franchise. And I feel so good about it. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one person that's on yeah. that show right now. Me ne- no, literally me neither. Damn. Um, but I could tell you lots of things about our number one thing of the week, which is that, yes, everyone, we are the biggest Marvel fans, but we had not watched What If. But finally, we can say to the listeners of I'm Screaming Podcast that Meg and Giselle have listened, or sorry, have watched What If, and we liked it a we lot. We did like it a lot, and we are fully caught up on the MCU canon, basically, um, yes. we know everything. Um, we, we watched like six episodes of what if on Friday night, mm-hmm. um, like barreled through them. And Absolutely then we both finished the rest a little bit on our own. Um, but yes, we loved it. I mean, when we sat down to watch it, our biggest hurdle, which I think we've talked about on this mm-hmm. podcast before was that the first episode seemed daunting because it's like the Captain Carter episode and it just feels like it felt like we were in for some forced feminism right and just not I you know not what we were interested in I think we yes. ended up kind of really enjoying the the first episode in a way definitely I, agree. I enjoyed I think- the later episodes more, but there were moments where we were kind of like, okay, come on, Captain Carter, be more powerful than Captain America. Definitely, yeah. She was giving, she the way they did it was really great. Um, obviously, in the end, like, she becomes a very important character, um, which is iconic. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we did love it. And then, obviously, as we kept going through and going through, like, the way it kind of all culminates in the end is really cool I, I think both of us really liked the animation we loved the character of the watcher oh my god he's so iconic and Jeffrey Wright just wow. absolutely an iconic voice and another like add another iconic voice actor like voice to the canon of like cinema and, and TV and everything um, 
And yes, I love the way it all came together. I just finally finished that last episode today. Um, and yeah, it felt it felt like the start of, of a really fun, because it's coming back for season two, a really yeah. fun kind of offset of the main timeline, but also something that could be brought in later on, especially in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is next yes. up. Um, so... Yeah, I I mean, who is your favorite of the like multiversal characters? Of course, T'Challa. I know as Star Lord, which is like obviously anything Chadwick Boseman did was like brilliant, iconic, and brilliant, and sensational, and amazing. Um, but yeah, that that character for Star Lord was like really cool for me. That um, whole episode was so fun with Nebula. I, that was my favorite. And one. like oh calling God, him like Cha Cha and the whole little heist where they like pulled a fast one. Yeah. Um, and Thanos being good. Thanos being good was like such a 180, but I kind of loved yeah. it. Um, no, it was amazing. And yeah, I mean, what else? I, I liked the Thor, the party prince one, weirdly. Like, yeah, that, was that was kind was of really fun with Carol, too. Um, you you know I love Doctor Strange. Oh my gosh, so I feel that like one was like really his, emotional. <laughs> it was like really no, it was a lot. And then obviously, like it was so cool because now obviously we see why it was important to watch what right. if because we literally see that version. I maybe, I think I think of, we think of Doctor Strange. I was in what if like in the fucking trailer right. for Multiverse well, of Madness. We're gonna see variants of him and yeah, and I'm sure we're gonna see some of that magic that happens in. You know, there's that creature in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. um, And that seems like an offshoot of, like, all those creatures that he was, like, absorbing the powers. And, I mean, it was just, like, it was really, really very heartbreaking. Um, But I feel like it gave more depth to his character that we haven't gotten in a while. Because, obviously, like, Doctor Strange came out in 2016. Yeah. Insane. Wow. Um... And yes, he's been seen in now three more, right? Three, so mm-hmm. Infinity War. And he's becoming a very pivotal character. And Spider-Man. But even in all three of those, he was a very secondary character. Um, and we don't really get to the depth of him. And so I really think we're going to get more of that in this new one. I'm. It feels, again, I, and we've talked about this movie before, feels so ambitious. I know. But I'm so excited. It feels ambitious, but also it feels like home. I was telling you mm-hmm. this. Like, Meg knows this because I've, I've basically been texting her live as I'm doing it. But I'm doing, for the first time ever, a full, like, in order of release Marvel rewatch. Um, and I'm about to watch The Avengers. That's, like, where I'm at right now, which is obviously everyone knows my favorite movie, like, ever. So I've seen it a hundred times. But it's really cool to watch The Avengers after watching, like, all of the origin stories like so close together and like seeing that come together. And I think, you know, with last year's movies, even like with uh, Spider-Man that did feel like a lot, also a, a bit ambitious, but it felt a little bit more isolated in right. terms of like what totally. it was doing. Like Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness is giving very much like Captain America civil war tea where like it's, basically a movie that involves every mm-hmm. person somehow and that after not having that since Endgame just feels very like oh, I'm so excited yeah. because that's like such a reason of like why we fucking hustle through all the movies that's why we watch all the shows like they're good amazing but like to see them 
piece together. And I think that's what I'm seeing in this rewatch. It's like to watch the Avengers and now to see like, oh yeah, fuck, the Tesseract was from this. And then like yeah. this guy was in Thor. And then they, like, I fully forget sometimes because there's so much there's information so much. to be like had. So right. like, it's wild now to like see that. And so I think that's what I'm super excited about for Doctor Strange is just that moment to be like, fuck, like we saw that shield and what if, and now we yeah. know it's Captain Carter. And like, Anything that's happening, like, I, that's why I love Marvel so much. And so I think it's just going to feel really good. It's going to feel really cathartic. Um, yeah. There was nothing like for the four Avengers movies, like, going to the theater to see those movies. Oh, my God. What because, fucking fun was that? Yeah. Like, so much fucking fun. Um, obviously, we missed out on seeing Spider-Man together. The opening yes. night experience. We will not miss it for <laughs> Doctor Strange. And it's going no. to be great. Um, I'm so excited. Kevin! Kevin! The Kevin! whole entire time during my rewatch, like, I'm just literally texting Meg, like, Kevin's fucking literally. Mind. Like, And I'm like, no, Giselle, but Kevin. I, and you're like, no, like, Kevin, no, though? Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> like, even in the fucking, like, even in the Marvel one-shot that I was talking to you about that I'm yeah. also watching, like, the way that they're connecting, like, the fucking way that they call Iron Man the consultant, and then they're getting the Hulk and, like, all the Avengers shit. I'm just like... Kevin, your mind, how could you know all of this was going to happen from Iron Man? It's crazy. It's, it's so clever. And so clever. I just think, like, obviously we love it. So, you know, there's probably the people who listen to this and are like, oh, like they're so brainwashed by Marvel, blah, blah, blah. But I just think, like, if you lean into it and you just fucking enjoy it, you know what I mean? Like, there's, it's just no, fun. there's no, like, yeah, there's there's been things that, like, I feel like certain movies or shows that, like, haven't been, like, as like have hit the bar but like even at that like I have no doubt in my mind that if like like speaking of like maybe like Eternals or like even Loki like I know you're gonna rewatch it but I really think that that's gonna actually set up a lot of cool shit and I know a lot of people didn't really like Loki so I really think that like those characters and like those ideas are just gonna like come back in such like a clever way um because like I was reading about this recently, like, apparently, like, they always do reshoots on these movies in, like, mm-hmm. a certain way, and basically, like, it came out a couple months ago that they were doing major, major reshoots to Doctor Strange, and okay. everyone was like, oh my god, blah, 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 and I was, I don't know if I was listening to a podcast or reading an article, and someone was like, this is the process, like, they do it, yeah. and then they go back, and they take a step back, and they're like, okay, wait, what works, and what doesn't? And then they brought them all back in because there were, like, places to fill in gaps that, like, would make it work even better. So right. I just have faith in Kevin. In Kevin, we trust. In He's absolutely, absolutely one of trust. the patron scenes of this podcast. Um, oh, my God. We, we stand I Kevin Feige. I cannot like, wait to see the baseball hat he wears If Kevin Feige does something bad <laughs> in, the, in life and in the world, if something comes oh, out, that'd be like. The way that the way that people what's it's different, but the way that people felt about J.K. Rowling being a shit human yeah. is how I would feel if Kevin Feige comes out as oh, a shit yeah. human. Like, I, will, I don't I ever want you to feel that because the J.K. Rowling shit is no, really sad. No, I'm manifesting it's like that he's ruining yeah. your favorite thing. No, genuinely. Oh my god. Never, no. never, like, never, Kevin, never. Please. No. Literally <laughs> I'm Kevin. I'm sure please someone is like someone is like, me. well, he blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear it. Like, don't take this from me, please. <laughs> this is this is the one happiness I have. Um, but yes. yeah, no, I obviously will continue to give yes, updates on my Marvel rewatch do. on the pod. 
Um, if you follow me on Letterboxd, which I think it's only Megan Vera, but I'm giving <laughs> uh, updates on every movie, which also Meg already has updates on every movie. So like definitely follow her because it's amazing. Um, but it's very Letterboxd fun. Letterboxd is the best app, y'all. If you're not on it, it and is. you enjoy movies and reading about movies, uh, that's where that's the place to be. Download it. Yes. It's amazing. And What If was amazing. And as we said, as Meg said, and Kevin, we trust. And Kevin, Marvel we trust. fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. From Dua to fucking What no. If. What a and I mean, journey we've been this, on today. Like, before we started, we were like, we have a lot. We have like maybe like less things this week. But like the quality of the conversation, because we were just so excited to talk about each thing. Um, yes. And we got into some other things. I feel like we got into a great conversation off of just big time rush touring with Dixie D'Amelio. Oh my God, I think Absolutely like reading TikTok stars for filth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like handing them. <laughs> handing them handing their them. resignation letter. It's done. Goodbye. It's over. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, yeah, no. Uh, very fun episode yes. as always. Cathartic as always. Um everyone thank you all for listening it's been a fun couple of months just seeing these numbers yes. rise back up y'all are back it on the podcast feel game good it's listen lit. it's lit you are keeping your new year's resolutions and it is making us very proud and very happy and we are keeping and ours we are, we've been very we are consistent keeping we've ours. not missed a week the only new year's resolution y'all aren't keeping is leaving us reviews so yeah that's really shady. Don't fucking do that that it's been like a while. I'm not gonna say how long, but it's been a while. So it's been a while. Make us Get make on us that. smile. Make us proud. <laughs> um, we love you all so much. We thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.